to new to cooking where you either end up with a good meal or a good story. I'm your host, Dave Jackson from the school of podcasting.com. And I'll be honest with you. I have no idea what I'm doing in the kitchen. So let's dive in together. See what happens. Today, I'm going to be talking about a recipe that I had tried before and decided to try again, and it ended in a, a pretty embarrassing uh, place. And I'll also give you an update on using the Instapot and kind of the mentality you got to have moving forward if you're like me and you're new to cooking. So I many moons ago, I lost some weight using a place called Slimgenics, and at least here in Ohio where I live, They've gone out of business, which doesn't say much for their efforts, but there is one thing I did pull away from my time at Slimgenics, and that is a recipe for turkey meatloaf. Here's what's in it. Tomatoes. Uh, you got uh, a little bread, some 10 ounces of turkey. Now, red bell pepper. If you're new to the show, I don't like peppers, so that was done. Some onion and egg, Dijon mustard, garlic powder, onion powder, Oregano, salt, pepper, parsley, and onion flakes. Not much to it. And here's the thing is if you're new to cooking, and if you are, you're in the right place. I don't know. It, you look at this, and there's this big old list of ingredients. And, of course, you got to dig them out of your cupboard and things like that. So once you get everything you need in front of you, this actually was pretty easy. Like, I think the thing that took the most work was actually taking two slices of bread and picking them into little bits and pieces so that they are basically breadcrumbs. You then throw that in a pot with, or a pot, I should say a bowl, like a mixing bowl with this turkey. And here's the fun part. You kind of, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to make sure that you don't mix up teaspoon with tablespoon and you put everything together. And what I did was I mixed all the kind of, uh, you know, all the, what are those things called? Not herbs, the spices. I put all the spices in like a little dish, mix those all together, and then sprinkle them over the turkey and the bread and things like that. And there was this whole thing about tomatoes. You slice the tomato and then you broil them in your oven so that the skin somehow separates from the tomato. There's a big deal about this. So, I go through that thing and I have a cooking sheet and I, I figure out the broiler in my oven, take the tomatoes out, peel the skin off and then throw them. I have a Ninja chopper, which just turned the tomatoes into just a paste basically. And, uh, you know, I, I dump them into kind of the, the goo that is this ball of tomato and egg and things like that. And here's the fun part. I don't know if it's just being a guy, but when you're growing up and you're a little boy, you stick your hands in everything and they're like, Oh dude, no, get your hand out of that. Oh, ee, ah, don't touch that. This is literally a bowl of just goo. You got your hands in goo and you're mixing it up and you're kneading it up and everything like that. And so I did that, and at the end, you you take some of this tomato and you put it on top of the meatloaf. Now, when I was growing up, my mom made a meatloaf, and she would cover it in ketchup. And for some reason, 
I was thinking it was going to taste like that because that was like the best part. You had this kind of warm, burnt ketchup on the top of a meatloaf. Well, that was like hamburger meat. This is turkey. And if you look at the ingredients, ketchup is really just sugar. And if you look at mustard, it's just salt. And so the actual tomatoes didn't really do anything to be like the ketchup. It wasn't kind of burnt. It wasn't, it just wasn't, but this, this wasn't uh, bad. It was, it was not something where I'm like, Hmm, give me another one, but it was not bland. It was pretty cool. And I would meet this again. Now, if you're like me, I live alone and there are a couple ways you can cook this. You could get a meatloaf pan, which I do not own. So that would be something you'd have to do. But what I got is I got a muffin pan that holds 12 muffins and I bought the little paper things and I basically took this goo, this meat goo and put them in the little balls and filled them in the muffin papers that are in the muffin pan and then baked them in theory. It says here, if I look at the directions at 160 degrees for 30 minutes, and this is the part that was embarrassing. I have been in my apartment now for about four years And I think I've used the oven twice. And so, like I said, I figured out the broil thing because it says like broil on my oven. So I did that, broiled the tomatoes for whatever reason, which I I still don't quite get that, but okay. But the oven's still kind of warm from when I had broiled these tomatoes. And so I put the, the pan in with these little balls of meatloaf in you know, this muffins, like meat muffins, for lack of a better phrase, and hit the oven up to uh, 160 degrees. And here's the part I didn't get. It says, bake for 30 minutes or until an instant red thermometer registers 160 degrees. So that is the mistake here. They don't want you to, because I couldn't even get my oven to go down to 160 degrees. Um, You preheat it. I think it's supposed to be 375 is the other one I see here. But the really embarrassing thing was, was I like, well, the lowest I can go down to is 170. So I put it on 170 and put the the meat muffins in the oven and walked away for 30 minutes and came back. was like, wow, this really isn't that, uh, that hot. And in fact, I got a, I have one before a thermometer with like a little, like a big pointer thing on it and you stick it in whatever it is and it tells you how hot it is. And this wasn't anywhere near 160 degrees. And it dawned on me that while I had used the up down arrows to put in the temperature, uh, I had never pushed start or on or whatever the button is. And I was like, wow, you, my friend are new to cooking. And so I went back to the directions, set the, temperature, hit the on button, and then let them sit for 30 minutes. And then I, I grabbed the uh, the thermometer. And what's cool about this, the one I have, I stuck it in one of the meat muffins, and then the thermometer is outside. So I could see the temperature outside of the oven. Now, luckily, I have used this once before when I was cooking a steak on a grill uh, many moons ago, and I didn't want to overcook it. But the lesson I learned on that, and this is where I go back to those nylon red grilling gloves, those things are the best. 
is I didn't even think about it, is I put this metal, it looks like a pen, into the meat, and it says, yep, it's 160 degrees. And uh, if you don't notice this, metal conducts heat. And so when I was doing my steak experiment years ago, and I first bought this thermometer, I just grabbed it with my hand. That is not a good move to do, because that's a good way to burn your fingers. So I was smart this time. Grabbed my nylon grilling gloves, and I've got uh, links to all this stuff out at uh, newtocookingshow.com. And uh, the muffins were done, the meat muffins or the meat loaves, whatever you want to do. And what I did then was I took them out and stuck them in a basically a bowl, a dish, and stuck them in my freezer. And when I want one now, I just take it out, nuke it for a bit, and there it is. And so I did that with some of them. And then the other ones I basically just stuck in the fridge and would basically just throw in a microwave for a couple minutes. And uh, they were yummy. New to cookingshow.com slash Tavola is the website you want to go to. I'm talking about the Tavola Smart Oven. I have one and it's great. There's no more preheating. So it's going to speed things up. You scan a groceries barcode and it cooks the food perfectly. So that Pop-Tart, that Geno's pizza roll, whatever you're doing. And you can also order their food and the food can be as inexpensive as $11.99 a meal. Now, the last time I went to Chipotle, it was basically 11 bucks. And there's no driving, there's no shopping, and it's great tasting food. The beauty of this is you can get $100 off the oven right now by going to newtocookingshow.com slash Tavola. That's T-O-V-A-L-A. And you have 100 days to try it out. If you don't like it, you can return it for free. It's amazing. There are multiple cooking modes. You can actually steam things, broil it, all sorts of things. Baking, it's all there. Preheating. And there's a smart app. You can tie it into your Wi-Fi. It's amazing check out the video and save a hundred bucks by going to new to cooking show.com slash tavola a little update on the instant pot you missed last week's episode i talked about how i bought an instant pot with a wi-fi connection which is kind of cool it is uh, i'm noticing some things that are a little annoying like when you plug in the instant pot, like the Wi-Fi doesn't come on. Like you have to push a button that says turn on the Wi-Fi to which I go, why would you own an in like when would you want the Wi-Fi off? Like is somehow the instant pot going to mess up your Netflix viewing? I don't get that. But uh, a couple things I've discovered and I've been kind of researching this when you're new to cooking, there's a really good chance that some of the stuff you make is not good. And the reason for that is, well, you're new to cooking. Yeah, it turns out. And so I tried sweet potatoes in the Instant Pot. And the only thing I can think of is I had a setting wrong because I watched a YouTube video. They're like, oh, just throw the sweet potatoes in for 16 minutes. You put it there. You let it cool down. You put it out and mm, yum, yum, sweet potatoes. And I got sweet potatoes that were crunchy. I've never had a crunchy sweet potato and I was like, huh. And it's interesting because if you ever if you're ever in a hurry, because if you haven't noticed the whole instant pot isn't very instant, they should be calling it the hands-free pot, because that's really the bonus of it. But if you want a quick potato, you take a fork and just 
poke the potato full of holes. And so I did this and I'm going to say I poked it three times. So we have like 12 holes scattered and maybe 16 holes scattered throughout the potato. You throw that into a microwave for seven minutes, you're good to go. And so what I did is I did the same thing. The first time I didn't poke holes in my potato when I stuck it in the instant pot. Now I poked holes in it, threw it in the instant pot and you use the little thingy. That's the technical term for it. That keeps it off the bottom. You dump in a, a cup of water and I turn it on high, put it on for about 16 minutes, which I've seen other videos say it should take about seven to eight. And I think if I do this again, that's where I'm going to go. And uh, it came out. It was super duper kind of mushy, which is kind of what you want when you're eating a baked potato, depending on how you're doing it. And it was yummy. Now, the other thing, and this is kind of, again, why I'm going back to the mentality. I watched one video on how to do hard-boiled eggs. And I'm like, oh, this would be great. Now, I've got a hard-boiled egg cooker. And it's kind of cool. It's super easy. But you have to go through and, and it's so weird to talk about this, like complain about this. But it comes with this little thing. You put, you poke a little hole in the egg and then you put it in this little holder. You dump a certain amount of water into this thing, which then steams the eggs. And depending on how much water you dump in, it dictates how much the, how hard the hard boiled egg is. Well, I'm weird. I like my hard boiled eggs like hard. I don't want any yolk. It's like, mm -mm. so I uh, watch a video on YouTube. It's like, Hey, super easy. It's two minutes. And the reason it's two minutes is because it takes 10 minutes to warm up. Remember that when you, so I'm like, okay, that's cool. And you, you again, put it on that little thing that holds the eggs off the floor. I actually have a little steamer pot. So I put that in there. That worked for two minutes. Get it out. It is not two minutes if you want a hard, hard boiled egg. And I was like, huh, okay. So I think, so again, I went out to a couple other ones and I've seen where I think if you want my kind of hard boiled egg, you're looking at seven minutes, not two. Now what I did in my case when I peeled the first egg and was like, this is not even remotely done. I just threw them back in the Instapot, let it warm back up, put it in for another four minutes and they were fine. And so I say this to say, when you first start out, it's a little frustrating. And, but it also then makes you really appreciate good food. And I do like the fact that with the instant pot, with the hard boiled eggs, I pulled the steamer out, cleaned the, uh, the inner, you know, bowl thing. And we were good to go with the egg cooker that I have. I have to like clean it with vinegar. Cause it ends up with this weird Brown stuff on the bottom of the egg cooker. It also has the most annoying alarm when the eggs are done, where the Instapot just beeps at you. So I say this to say when you're new to cooking, realize that you're going to burn some things you're going to undercook some things. It's it's a little bit like the story of the three bears. It's going to take a while till you get it just right. And but keep it up. I know that uh when the eggs got done the second time and I peeled it, popped one in my mouth, I was like, "Mm, that is one tasty egg right there." And it's cool when you cook your own stuff. So I I realized this that I haven't really made anything yet that I'm like, "Mm, more please." Like the the turkey meatloaf was good. But it wasn't like my mom's meatloaf where I'm like, mm, can I have more of that? And so my next recipe is not going to involve the Instapot, although I'm thinking about it. I haven't done pasta 
in the Instant Pot yet, but I'm going to do a non-Instant Pot recipe, and that is garden pasta. And that's going to be in the next week. And this one should not have any mishap because I've made this before. It's been a while, but I'm going to give it a shot. The hardest part of this is you are using spaghetti, but it is not going to taste anything like spaghetti. And if you want to find out what that really means, well, go out to newtocookingshow.com and subscribe. Newtocookingshow.com slash contact is how you can get involved in the conversation. If you have any tips or strategies you want to share. Hey, and if you know somebody who is also new to cooking, can you go up and say, hey, have you started listening to the New to Cooking Show? Find it at newtocookingshow.com. Thanks for listening. I think you left a burner on. <laughs>